the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome. Welcome on back. Saturday night, 5.06. We're here for the next three hours, and it's good to have you along. My name's Randy Corporan. The phone number here, 303-696-1971. 696-1971. We sort of kick off the anti-propaganda segments of 710 KNUS Broadcasting and wraps up Sundays from 4 to 7 p.m. with the one and only Dr. Matt Dunn and Historic Backbone Radio. And so we really like to, uh, you know, poke and prod. I'm not really interested in scratching the soft underbelly of some of these Republicans. I'm more interested in exposing that soft underbelly. And I heard the CBS News over the top of the hour, and the propaganda begins. Some little clip from some U.N. flunky or, or probably some great world leader at the U.N., didn't catch the name, talking about um, how wrong it is to continue any kind of bloodshed or, um, you know, defense, offensive retaliation. And they're talking about Gaza. Joe Biden goes out and gives this, uh, the really his first, I believe, first Oval Office speech. And you got to give him credit, man. I don't know if he's drinking V8 energy drinks or had a couple extra cups of coffee or maybe had one of those um, IV companies come in and shoot him up with some vitamin B12. The dude literally almost read the entire teleprompter correctly. He got through it. And, of course, all of the typical, the, the usual suspects. Oh, my God. The best the best speech, just what the world needed to hear from Joe Biden. And it's it's flat out wrong. It's flat out wrong because he did not call out Iran. At least he, he tied Iran to, um, to Hamas. Really sort of surprised me that he did that. Oh, can you turn me up here? The risk of conflict and chaos could spread in other parts of the world. In the Indo-Pacific, in the Middle East, especially in the Middle East, Iran is, is, is supporting Russia in Ukraine and is supporting Hamas and other terrorist groups in the region and will continue to hold them accountable, I might add. This from, yeah, this from the same guy who released $6 billion. And we went through that last week. We, we went through the tens of billions of dollars that have been released put into the hands of Iran from different avenues. Uh, we broke it down. Ted Cruz, we played a bunch of clips from uh, Ted Cruz's podcast, what's it called, The Verdict, and and it's just clear as a bell. So, you know, the hypocrisy continues. But the biggest concern for me, you know, Biden flies over there and manages to get off and on Air Force One all by himself, no falls, no slips, anything like that. But you know that while he's, Acting tough on the outside, steams those two uh, ships over there to to stand guard and watch behind the scenes. 
Israel has been ready to go into Gaza and wipe out Benjamin Netanyahu said we will kill every Hamas terrorist, everyone. But they've not been allowed to. They have not been allowed to. And it's Biden. It's the United States that's standing in the way. Oh, no, no. Humanitarian. No country in the world warns citizens, get out. You know, we're going we're gonna to drop some light over here. This is where the next bomb is coming. Get out. No country in the world does that. Did America do that when they dropped atom bombs on Hiroshima? Did America do that when they were dropping bombs in Germany and, and elsewhere? Of course not. That's not how war works. Israel, the only country in history to have these restrictions. And, and they have to tiptoe carefully because they, of course, rely on the support of the United States. And what's happening now in Gaza? while Israel continues to sit along the border, ready for days now to go in and do the work, go through the tunnels, go into the basements, under the schools and the hospitals and the homes where Hezbollah terrorists or Hamas terrorists surround themselves with citizens, with moms and dads and children and grandmas and grandpas. They're ready to do the work and we won't let them. So what's happening during this period? Well, of course, they're organizing, they're booby trapping, they're escaping, they're building their resources. It's a very troubling time, obviously, for Israel. And I hope you're I hope you keep Israel in your prayers. I hope you are praying for wisdom for God to intercede in whatever Dark spirits have control of so many leaders in the world, and I'm talking about our own. I'm talking about the ones in the UN and elsewhere. Imagine being a country. I was on a call uh, with APAC. Um, it was so powerful. It was a Zoom call, and there were people broadcasting live from Israel, and it's... One woman told the story of, you know, watching on FaceTime as family members were were hearing the sound of guns and knowing that Hamas terrorists were going door to door to door and then seeing through FaceTime them coming through the door. What country would not retaliate? But all you hear on the top of the hour CBS news breaks is humanitarian aid. You know, we're going to get get food and power back into that strip. And we can't have Israel going in and, you know, because civilians will die. Civilians die in war. And civilians have been warned they can get out. They can move. We need God. We need God to intervene. We need Israel to stand strong. I obviously have no, no understanding of the complexity of the decisions that Benjamin Netanyahu and the Israeli government and the Israeli military have to make. I know they have the power, the will. I've heard 
several stories of people leaving their the safety of America to fly home to Israel to volunteer with the IDF and stand up for their homeland. And we're standing in the way. The policy of this country, all you've got to do is look at the tweets that were released from the State Department right away and, and cautioning Israel and, and pointing the finger at Israel and and calling Israel out for a, a, a Hamas or Hezbollah bomb that went astray and landed in a parking lot next to a hospital. And they claimed that Israel killed 500 people in a hospital. And the media went crazy with that story, just crazy with that story. Propaganda, lies, nonsense, and Israel out there on its own. Yeah, our ships are standing by. But what would they do? What are they doing with Hamas lobbing rockets in from Lebanon? It's just, it's absurd. It's Orwellian. It's terrifying. It's biblical. It's all of those things. And we should not be afraid to talk about it. We should not be afraid to point the finger at the we, the first text image that I get tonight. This is probably from you, Alexa. A picture of creepy, sleepy showers with daughter Joe Biden, according to her in her diary. Never in my lifetime would I have believed that the greatest threat to America would be its own so-called president. Just quoting Defamation lawyers, just quoting. It's what it said. Yeah, who would have believed it? And the greatest threat to Israel. The mumbling and the bumbling of Job, the weakness that he showed. His speech was a disaster. Listen to some of his battles with his own teleprompter. And if Putin attacks a NATO ally, we will defend every inch of NATO which the treaty requires and calls for. We'll have something that we do not seek, make it clear, we do not seek. We do not seek to have American troops fighting in Russia or fighting against Russia. (laughs) God, he's reading. It's not just that his mind is addled and he can't speak the thoughts. He can't even read the thoughts. In recent years, too much hate has given too much oxygen, fueling racism, the rise of anti-Semitism, Islamic phobia, right here in America. (laughs) Islamic phobia. Oh, man, we are in some dire, dire times. All right, well, let's brighten it up with some phone calls. Phones have been lighting up already. Let's go to Annie in Centennial. Annie, welcome to the show. Thanks for waiting. I'm not going to brighten anything. Uh Uh-oh. I think think this is horrible. Where were those uh, humanitarian buses as the Israeli mothers, fathers, babies, children lay bleeding? Where were they then? Oh, funny. It only happens on one side. The other thing is, I believe that they are being set up. All they're doing is delaying this so the Hamas can regroup, reorganize, and do something terrible to those soldiers waiting to do what they need to do. It's just the most dumbfounding thing I've ever seen in my life. That's all I've got to say. Well, it's it's heartbreaking, Annie. And, and you know what they're doing. They're booby-trapping tunnels. They're laying in wait. They're building Absolutely. up. Yes. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And Biden's letting it happen. I can't believe this. I cannot believe if the greatest generation were here, that border of ours would not be open for two days. This would never be happening. I cannot believe. Are there any Americans in the Democratic Party that are not going to stand up for something like this? I just don't get this. Where are they? Where are we? And Annie, Where are we? Annie, how about the Jewish Democrats who are just praising Joe Biden for his strength and the standing for Israel? And you, Do they you not said, think they're next? Do they not think they're next? Do we not think we're next? Iran says Israel first and then uh, USA. We're right behind them on their list of one, two. That's it. They're coming. They're here. And if we don't think that, we're stupid. Yeah. And Annie, you said Joe Biden is letting this happen. We obviously yes. we, we don't know behind the scenes, but I believe he's making it happen. All of them. That yeah. whole group. Yeah. That whole group of devils. They are from leaving the border open all the way through. Just start looking at it. This just didn't happen. From the reserve being totally dry, our oil reserve, for our, and, and the money going out, and the people coming in, and the strain on the country, it's all planned, every bit of it, every bit of it. Hey, Peter, did you hear me? That's all I got to say. <laughs> Bye. Annie. Uh, where was Annie from? Do you Did you happen to notice? That was... Uh... That was quite a call. Um, All right, Annie and Centennial. All right, we've got full lines. Rather than um, start another call and have to keep it kind of close, let's get our break. Well, Annie's line is open, 303-696-1971. Let's go ahead and take our break right now. We'll jump right back to the phones. Stay with us here. You're listening to 710-KNUS. I really can't explain it. I thought Beatles music maybe would be good um, this week. You know, I'm starting to... um, Starting to feel a little better inside and and um, um, always love the Beatles, always looking back. And so I start looking around and I find all these great songs. That's not a Beatles song, of course. That's uh, Paul and Linda McCartney, uh, post-Beatles, but uh, Monkberry Moon Delight. All the way back in 1971, I was 12, and I thought that was a pretty darn cool song then. So... Anyway, that's what's going on. People keep asking about the granddaughter. So before we jump to the phones, I'll just uh, tell this tiny little piece. Uh, Before the show is over, I want to tell you some amazing spiritual connections and just really cool things that uh, seem to happen with the birth of this granddaughter. Since, um, Since my wife died 20 weeks ago today. Uh, We've had two additions to our family. Uh, My son's son, Henry, who was born on June uh, June 19th. He was six pounds and 20 ounces. And then October 18th, just three days ago, the first girl out of five grandchildren uh, induced a week early, came out at seven pounds and nine ounces and just absolutely beautiful. Her name is Micah Ray. Ray was my wife's middle name as well. So there's that little connection there. And those of you who know your um, your Hebrew know that Micah is the, he was one of the minor prophets 
I think his actual, his biblical name is Mikayahu, Mikayahu. I don't know how to pronounce it correctly. Um, but it means who is like God. And so I think it's a beautiful name for a beautiful little girl. And I want to tell you some of the magical stuff around all of that when we get further into the show. But we opened hot with Israel. People want to talk. Let's go to Brian in Arvada. Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, Randy. You know, I have to question the leadership uh, down there in Israel, okay? So we have a concert right by the border of the Gaza Strip, okay? Nobody's armed. They know they got hostile actors. And them guys, evidently, they have one of the strictest gun controls, which makes no sense because you got hostile actors all around you that want to literally take you off the earth, Okay. So then we have this little peace concert. These guys come in, they murder people, they murder families. Nobody's armed. Wouldn't it make sense for their leadership to say, hey, we're encouraging all of you do have arms. And then it takes the military six hours to come in there? I don't know about this this Netanyahu guy. I think well, they could, you know, maybe change some of their systems up. Got to tell you, Brian, the... The uh, APAC Zoom call that I was on about an hour live, uh, it was nighttime in Israel, this one woman telling the story, you know, watching her family via FaceTime, just, and you could hear the, sh the guns and the shots in the background, and, and the terrorists were going door to door and, and executing people, and then she saw, you know, them enter into the house, just helpless, just terror, and, and you know, she talked about how we're, we're, we've just started burying our dead, and we're just starting. So I, I hear you. Now, Netanyahu's not responsible for, um, you know, he, he doesn't get to make the laws. He's a prime minister. He's got certain power. Israel has relaxed their gun laws some as a result of this terrorist attack, according to the NRA. I'll, I'll read more about that in a minute. But the way I believe it's been in Israel— and I looked this. I looked at this a couple of weeks ago. Is that if you needed a gun for work, or you lived in certain, you know, high security areas, you could possess one gun and fifty bullets. I mean, what, what you know, the heck a, is that? That's what I'm saying. In America, this is a good example of why we will never and shall never give up our weapons. Because at the end of the day. We're the we're the fifth branch of the military, Damn right. and that's what's going to save everybody. But they are literally surrounded by people that want to take them off the face of the earth. And I don't know what kind of parliament they have, or what what kind of idiots they have that say, "Well, I guess we got to have gun control." No, these these uh, Hamas people and everybody around you, they got they're loaded to the hilt, and they come in and they just wipe you out. You're hopeless, like you said. Can you imagine, I mean, Can you imagine, Brian, if you're, you're crouching in your home, you hear the gunfire, they're going door to door, you've got your wife and your children, you know, hidden away someplace, you've got your one gun and 50 bullets. That's all you got. My God. Yeah. You've got to be thinking... What the heck is my government doing to me here? Yeah. I mean, it's part of their own government's fault, but uh, I wanted to start out with that. But I also wanted to uh, mention another thing that really bothers me. Well, but before, it, we, it, it, before we change subjects, I'm just getting more information on how Israel has changed. According to the NRA, 
and this was about five days ago, according to the ministry's updated conditions, any Israeli citizen interested in in obtaining a permit, either for self-defense or because they're serving in the IDF, will be entitled to a gun license, provided that they have medical approval, police approval, and pass the exams for carrying private firearms. God. In the so time, still, time of war, playing the game. You're, yeah, you're still going to jump them through all these hoops. It's it's mind boggling. It's just so stupid. It's almost like the Jewish people here that are behind the Democrats. They just keep voting Democrat, Democrat. It's almost like they're you know it's a self destruction kind of situation. It's it's really weird. I can't quite figure it out. But yeah, I also wanted to talk about something else. You know. What's going on with old Kenny Buck? Okay, we got wide open borders. Okay, we're on the brink of World War Three. The inflation's out of control. We got political prisoners, you know, uh, fentanyl deaths. You just keep, keep going down the lane. We got terrorist cells probably everywhere. And his biggest thing about not Jor- voting for Jordan is he didn't admit Mr. Biden won the election. He didn't admit it. Are you serious? This Kenny guy is a South preservationist he, he's he's making me sick the more i hear that guy talk you can't get him off cnn and csnbc now he won't go on your show he won't go on fox he won't go on any conservative network he just blabs his mouth off time and time again and that's his biggest concern i mean this guy's a joke i hope he's primaried well i he's a clown it's hard for me to imagine and i again a friend you know i would i would uh I would not stab him in the back. I can't. I scratch my head over the positions he's taking. And Brian, but did you he hear? But what he does has consequences for all of us. But, See, it's one thing if he's a friend that's not in political no, life. I, that's one thing because I have a lot of friends that are stupid too. <laughs> Brian, I'm not. Idiot. I'm not. I'm not justifying anything. I was just setting up for the question, which was, did you hear what Ken Buck? I mean, what Mark Levin had to say about Ken Buck? I didn't. Oh, my God. By the way, this guy, Ken Buck, is a nut. He's a narcissistic nut. It's time to resign, you moron. Spending all your time on CNN. You want a job there anyway. You're really not treating your constituents very well. Get the hell out of Congress. Go sit next to Jake Tapper, your boyfriend. (laughs) I like it. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm waiting for him to ask, uh, you know, Biden for his hand in marriage or something or whatever they do, unity or whatever they do, because... The guys are disgraced. Well, no, there's, you know, Biden, there's no proof there. You know, the 20-some companies he has, all the kids getting paid by foreign actors. No, there's nothing there. He's obviously compromised. He needs to be primaried. You know, he he has no business being where he's at. He's a traitor. He's a joke. Ken's about Ken. He's not about the country. He can give two craps what happens to this country as long as Kenny's taken care of. The, the people that take this line that, you know, that it's wrong to question the election, that it's wrong to continue to look are the same people that will not sit down and actually look at evidence, actually look at individual states, individual uh, precincts, all of the different stuff that it, the evidence continues to mount. Nobody wants to talk about it. They just, you know, he's 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 the Liz Cheney. Who was it that said he's the Liz Cheney of Colorado? But he's in, definitely in that group. He's in that department. Yeah. He's the J6 side of the Republican Party. And and I'm nervous that uh, with the takedown now of Jim Jordan, that that's the direction they're trying to force this thing. 
I, I got to tell you, if we don't get a rock solid conservative in to uh, lead as the Speaker of the House, I don't care if the damn place stays closed. Neither do I. You know, and, and you, let's face it, Ken's about Ken. Ken's comfortable. Ken gets to wake up, put on his little fancy tie, go eat his free meals. Ken's about Ken. Ken don't care if the whole country goes to hell, because it is. But Kenny is about little Kenny. He wants to take care of Kenny. That's why he's already, you know, making avenues into CNN and CSNBC. He would sell you out in a New York second, that I, guy. I can't he's imagine. He's no good. He's a traitor. can't imagine he's planning to run again with the positions that he's taken, not in his district. That's for no, sure. No, he's yeah. going to be a pundit on CNN, evidently. We've got to listen to his big mouth blabber off for the next God knows how long, but uh, well, Brian, I just want to give you—I want to give you a heads up about a class that is coming up on Wednesday. You can zoom it free at home, and it's all about how to um, develop passion in your thinking and in your speaking. And I, I know you'd like a little help with that. I can tell. <laughs> God bless well, you, my friend. I always think of you, and we pray for you and your family. And thank God you have a family because that you know that that's why we have big families so when we go through hard times it's easier to get through so you're you're a blessed soul and you have a great week rest of your weekend god bless you thank you thank you all right well how about that and of course i can't get away with anything behind this mic nothing i said uh, i was talking about henry that's grandson number four who was born on june 19th and i said he was six pounds 20 ounces and my engineer buddy said, oh, you mean seven pounds, four ounces. And I thought, wait a minute. I know the conversion. What did I do? And uh, I have the six pounds, five ounces written. All, it's all scratched into a little corner of my notepad here. Scratched in right next to the 20 and a quarter inches that Henry was when he was born. So he was six pounds, five ounces. His His baby cousin, the first girl... Uh, born and he, he's almost four months old now and the first baby girl born into our family who's almost five days old now came in a week early at seven pounds nine ounces so i think she's going to be she may be the toughest of the bunch i guess we will find out all right we've got time for another call let's go to j 303-696-1971 if you want to grab brian's open line jay welcome to the show sure hey randy how are you okay man how are you so Joe Biden took his entourage to Israel with all those C-141s and Air Force One and all those aircraft, didn't bring a single refugee, prisoner, anybody's trying to flee from mm. the country back to the U.S., not a soul. Yeah, what a great point. All It's all about the show. It's all about the yeah. look. Yeah. And, and I'll bet you he brought back some Benjamin Franklins and one of those C-141s. You know, that's kind of how he and Hunter do it as they <laughs> go over. Here's a billion for you and kick back another couple million for me in cash, you know? Yes. Yeah, I do. hundred percent. I didn't and mean to cut you off. No, Sorry. no, no, that's fine. I, I'm just thinking about Israel being poised. You know, they'd amassed, what is it, 300,000 or something? Uh, they mobilized a force of that size, and they're amassed along the Gaza Strip, ready to go in and take care of business. And, of course, Biden shows up, and they've just been having to stand there for a week while Hamas gets reinforced by Hezbollah and Iran and, you know, digs more tunnels and booby traps the tunnels that have been found and just everything 
it's it, God to be Israel would just be the the scariest thing right now. Yeah, and, and from what I understand, uh, the Israeli or the uh, invaders, I'll just call them that. <clears throat> they used insurmountable force, uh, so they took over a police station with five hundred warriors and massacred everybody in that police station. Yeah. And then, of course, after that, that whole region is gone. And I do. I just learned from you about this fifty bullet thing. Well, even the most perfect soldier is going to miss with half his round. So you only have 25, you know, in a firefight. And can you imagine somebody breaking your door down and thinking, well, I I just got 50 bullets here, you know, thanks a lot, pal. Oh, the terror, just the idea that, and, and, and it's your family, every person that you let get through that door, um, uh, you know, obviously it's insurmountable odds, but if you had an arsenal, if if you had built up your own personal arsenal using your own funds, uh, sure. You might you might keep them at bay until help arrived. Oh, uh, absolutely! As a matter of fact, if a person's smart, they, you know, we're trained to have the, the devices, you know, where you can get to them, but actually stash ammo all over your home because you never know where you're going to run to. Absolutely, man. <laughs> Are you going to ride your motorcycle tomorrow? Ah, uh, yes, and uh, was riding today. Yeah. What a what a beautiful day! I had such a. Just a fantastic day. I, I know the birth of this baby granddaughter um, helps, and you know, two new kids added to our family uh, in the last twenty weeks. Actually, less than that. But um, but yeah. since we lost our matriarch, and um, and I was with somebody today that uh, really understands, and and uh, so the conversations were good, and so yeah, I'm finding a way to uh, to try and you know enjoy life and there are moments where i still really do so it's it's all good and this how what do you do with this weather oh my lord oh, i just love it well i do it as fast as i can on my 1980 z1r <laughs> eddie lawson i love it you know and, and the, the exchange i'll tell you one thing i i you know i'm obviously i'm believe in god i'm a christian and all that but i do believe that there are replacements of souls because we've had losses in our life where an elder had passed and a child has come to birth within no time and i don't mean the exact soul but i just mean the kind of the spirit if you will and i'm hoping that's what you know we're all deal with and with your young children yeah. that came to life well i'm going to tell a story about the birth of this baby um that in we all in my in my family think is very spiritual and and i don't know if you were listening last week i think i told the very quick story which i'll just tell again as kind of a setup then we'll have to take a break we'll get back to phones on the other side but um three you know tana died 20 weeks ago today saturday on a Tuesday, my daughter had to go in for an ultrasound to see how Micah was doing in there. And um, she sent me the picture again Wednesday, and so and I've got it right in front of me. As clear as a bell, three days after my wife passes away, an ultrasound of this first baby girl that my, my wife wanted so much to be a part of our family. Um, and this ultrasound picture, clear as a bell, she is looking toward the camera and has her uh, right hand up and her middle finger raised. <laughs> so if that's not Tana saying I'm back, baby, because she was one badass woman. There's no doubt about that. I'll, I'll bet she was. Well, I, <laughs> congratulations on, on that and have a have a wonderful and blessed evening. See you soon. Appreciate you, Jay. Take care. Thank you. Bye. 
All right, Jay's line is open, 303-696-1971, 696-1971. We need to take a pause here. Plenty of time for these stories. We've got, I've got no guests tonight, just you and me throughout the show, and I've got plenty to do. So stay with us at 303-696-1971. One quick reminder before we go to the break, just two weeks from tonight, I won't be here because I will be, and I would love for you to join us up there in Loveland for the uh, the Colorado GOP Centennial Dinner. Our special guest is Carrie Lake. And uh, I know Donald Trump just came out and endorsed her wholeheartedly. What's that language he uses? I wholly and fully or fully and wholly or holier than thou or whatever it is, endorsed Carrie Lake in her U.S. Senate run. But I've spent some time with Carrie in multiple places um, recently and over the last I don't know, year and a half since she came on the scene, and uh, she's just fascinating. She is a powerhouse. She's a great speaker. The dinners are always great, and we need your help supporting the Colorado State GOP as uh, as we rebuild, as we move forward with the litigation. Uh, they're trying to keep Trump off our ballot. The GOP is involved with that, our litigation to overturn Prop 108, and uh, strong leadership that's willing to call out uh, disgusting and evil Democrat people and policies and also call out some of our own when they wander so far off the Republican reservation, the Republican platform, the things that inspire and motivate most people to become Republicans. We've got a lead. We've got a leadership team that's not afraid to call them out. And that is a positive, positive change. So go to ColoGOP.org, ColoGOP.org. There are VIP tickets if you want to meet and spend some time with Carrie Lake personally, but even just the dinner tickets, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I hope to see you there. All right, let's get to our break. We'll come right back to phones when we return on 710 KNUS. Yeah, I know. We had a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful baby girl this week, but um, the sentiment in that song is just so sweet, and I imagine, can you imagine being John Lennon's son? And hearing that song years after his death, man, oh man, that came out in 1980 and um, sort of fit into my sort of Beatles thing. We're going to do Beatles here, one of these shows coming up. Um, but that was just John Lennon, one of the Beatles, 1980, and uh, makes me feel good. Anyway, um, well, two things that have been hot on the plate. One is Israel, Joe Biden's horrible handling of it. Uh, Brian brought up Ken Buck again, and um, looks like Sandy wants to talk about Ken Buck. So let's just hear once again what Mark Levin had to say about Ken. By the way, this guy Ken Buck is a nut. He's a narcissistic nut. It's time to resign, you moron. Spending all your time on CNN. You want a job there anyway. You're really not treating your constituents very well. Get the hell out of Congress. Go sit next to Jake Tapper, your boyfriend. So I have a text message here that is speculating about Ken Buck and why he is taking the positions he's taking and making the moves that he's making. Very, very interesting, which I will read to you before the end of this hour. But uh, I want to get to Sandy and Loveland first. Sandy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Randy, and congratulations on your two little beautiful spirits that are in your life now. Yeah, it really does help, Sandy. I, I, uh, you know, you don't want to put too much of a burden on them. Like they're not a replacement, but boy, they are uplifting. There is no doubt about it. Yes, 
full of, yeah, just joyful. I am so happy for you, and you had you have such a blessing there with those those two new babies. Yep, five and counting. Of course, now my kids tell me we're done, and uh, uh, fortunately, you know, unless they get surgery, that that's not always up to them. But uh, <laughs> I, I could certainly see a couple more. But uh, I'm very very satisfied with where we're at right now, and uh, so thank you, Sandy. It's it's a very special time in spite of uh, being a tragic summer, you know. Oh yes, yes, yes. I'm I, I'm so happy for you and your family. And um, on another note here, just just a little information about Ken Buck. He served uh, in the uh, Bush Cheney administration during the Iran Contra hoo-ha. I believe he also went to law school with Liz Cheney. So there's a very deep um, rooted um, um, Bush Cheney thing going on, and also. Um, there's a there's a docudrama that was made with Tom Cruise, and the name of it the movie is American Made, and it's it's based on on Barry Seal's um, CIA connection during the Bush Cheney administration around Contra, and so you kind of get the idea of where where Ken Buck he's he's gotten a taste of DC, and I think he kind of likes it. Well, listen to this from a texter. Oh, too many texts coming in. Now i got to find it again. Here it is. Randy, I have a friend that's followed politics most of all her life. She and her son think that Ken Buck is trying to set himself up to eventually become governor of Colorado. And you know that Colorado is Democratic, and so the only chance of that is doing what he's doing. Do you think there's any chance that could be his deal? It seemed a little bit out there, but one never knows. What do you think about that, Sandy? You're in Ken Buck's district, aren't you? Oh, I'm just outside of it, but I've, I've uh, supported him even though I'm in Loveland. But um, he and Perry Buck would come out here during their tea party things when that was all being started here in the in the um, early 2000s. And I supported him and, and Perry. They seem like the real deal. Like, I really like Perry. And um, I think what he's done is he's dipped his toes in the water. And I think he likes the money. I, mean, I think when he got GOP chair, too, I think he was able to wield a lot of power there as well. Well, it'll be interesting to watch and see, but because these, you know, for the man who wrote Drain the Swamp, it uh, it really seems like a, cha- a character change, a philosophy change. And, you know, he'll probably say, no, I'm fiscally conservative, and I always have been. And, and uh, you know, every person who was on the Capitol grounds in J6 belongs in prison, and, and the, the election was a perfect uh, COVID-laced election, and um, I, yeah, I agree. I, I find bizarre. it very curious in the way that when you said he wrote that book, Drain the Swamp, I was there when he was um, selling that book at one of the GOP fundraisers, and I find it interesting that he sells this book, Drain the Swamp, on the coattails of President Trump's um, um, his, uh, his campaign slogan, and now he's, he's Totally, he's just turned his back on, on really. I see the grassroots. He used to talk about the grassroots a lot, and I think he's uh, he's part of that uh, that elite that elite group. 
Uh, did you happen to read Dwayne the, Drain the Swamp? I didn't. I, uh, I actually got to proofread it and comment on it before it was published and uh, and the, and read it when it came out. And it, it's it's great. It's just if you believe that, if that's why you went to Washington, then you're exactly the kind of people that we need to be there. So I, I guess over time, we'll find out. We'll see what direction his career goes. This speculation by a texter about trying to set himself up for Colorado governor is very, very interesting because that, yeah, that's boy, that's a, that's a new one for me, but I, I wouldn't put anything past him. He's, uh, he's, I think he likes Washington DC and he, I think he wants to stay in Colorado and, and, and wield his power here, but it'll be interesting to watch as we say, stay tuned. And like I said, watch that docudrama American made. And if anything, if you don't, I mean, politically or not, it's a great movie. It's got some great flying in it. <laughs> and so, what? Who made it? Well, where would you find it? Is it a HBO thing um, it, or? A... Yeah, it's it's actually it's a, a Tom Cruise, oh. um, American made. Uh huh. Okay. He plays um, the character Barry Seal, who actually was. Um, I don't want to give the. I'll give you a little bit of the plot, but Barry Seal was um, was. Uh, Root in by the um, CIA. He was a TWA pilot in '78, and he was um, moving Cuban contraband cigars on his on his flights from um, uh, Louisiana. Um, stuff happening in Mena, Arkansas, with uh, while um, Clinton was. Uh, I mean, it is a fascinating movie. And didn't he smuggle drugs or something for one of the major cartels? And yeah, well, become, a, become an informant I, for the DEA. Correct. He yes, it was the remember drugs for drugs for guns. That well, that's that's one to add to the Durant. list. Oh yeah, that is a <laughs> must see if you if you like that stuff. I mean, it's entertaining, but you also go, oh, okay, that's how that worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Thank you so much for the kind words tonight, Sandy. I just can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Oh, oh, well, you deserve all the happiness you can grab a hold of, Randy. Yeah, I'm trying to convince myself of that because it's it's uh, it's interesting, the mental gymnastics you go through in a situation like this, you know? Oh, oh yes. I, initially, I was committed to just being sad and... Uh, and, you know, resolute and just live out my life, uh, having lost the love of my life. And, and I understand I can't just, you know, I, I can't do that. And so it's, um, it's very complicated, very complicated. Yeah, it, it is. Well, yeah. God, gives, God, he just, he just sprinkles his joy, you know, on us freely. Yeah. And gosh, just, just drink it up, Randy. Sandy, thank you so much. I will. I promise you that. God bless. All right. God bless you. All right. Jefferson County folks texting in. How do we find out about issues and candidates? Um, I just texted the chair of the Jefferson County Republicans. She said, go to our website, jeffcorepublicans.com, jeffcorepublicans.com. And you can always call headquarters, 303-277-1113, 277-1113. How's that for service? All right, you hear the music. We've got callers. Uh, Sandy's line is open, 303-696-1971. Who knows what's next? Stay tuned and find out. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.